Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Thin Green Line. We are your hosts, Bambi. And I'm Kendra. And if you are like us and you feel guilty when you spend money or have a difficult time doing it, then this book, Die With Zero by Bill Perkins, may help you rethink how you spend your money. This book talks about how to maximize your time and your health along with your wealth in order to achieve maximum life fulfillment. Bill trained as an engineer before becoming a highly successful energy trader for a hedge fund. He wrote this book because he has a deep fear of wasting his life. As a caveat, this book assumes you are a reasonably high earner. So if you are barely making ends meet as it is, this book may not be for you at this time. In this episode, we're going to discuss our thoughts on the book. I hope you enjoy. And if you would like, stick around for our little blooper reel at the end when it comes to our cat hobby. Let's jump in. Feet first, nose plugged. I don't have to plug my nose. We kind of did an audit of our life and our travels and what we want to do after reading the book it was really helpful for us i think yes as you're reading it it's basically telling you and it's made me kind of rethink how we're spending our money because we live in a society where it's telling you like you need to save 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 which okay that's good because you don't know down the road right when you go to retire you know society's like 65 I mean, it's, it's the idea of like you dying and having, say you saved $500,000 in your savings and you die. That's, he, you know, in his book, it's basically saying you're, you just wasted 500,000 hours of your life of life experience of life experiences. And most of us work and work, work, work until he, 65, he says, take 500,000 divided by however much you make an hour. And yeah. that's how many hours of work that you did without any experiences to... That yeah. you didn't get, experiences that you didn't get to have. Right. So as I was saying, when you're talking about work, 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 people forget what you're working for. You're like working and I'm saving money. And I thought it's interesting because he compares that to if you were to take a rat and train him to run on a wheel for cheese. He's going to run on the wheel for cheese. And pretty soon you take the cheese away and you can just show him the wheel and he'll just run, 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 run. And that's kind of like being on a autopilot a little bit. You just forget what you're working for. You forget that you're working to save money to have to spend and have experiences. And all you do is just run, run, run and People can take that cheese away and be like, or take all your dreams away and whatever. And you're just going to sit there and run because you're just so used to doing it. And so you forget what your goals are and why you are working in the first place. I like how he puts it in the book. You're, you're taking my life's energy and giving me paper when you work at a place nine to five. Oh yeah. Nine to five. And then you and I have experienced where we've seen parents or family members Mm -hmm. and how they... My dad spent a lot of time um, wanting to go duck hunting, and he he wanted my my uncle to get his old camera fixed so that he could go take photos. And he wasn't doing that when he was born able, but he was he was like experiences just trying to do what he loved to do. Like but at, at what the end. at what point was this at though? 
And when he, when he found out he had like cancer. Like towards the end, because he found out two years prior to passing away. So it was like during that time he was trying to do those things. And then he couldn't. And then he couldn't. Yeah. He was not able to do those things. And a lot of people don't want to look at their life. They don't want to think about when they die. Mm. You know, and that's how they get on autopilot. You know, people just get on autopilot. They get up, go to work, nine to five, come home. Sometimes people just watch Netflix, make food. Well, and if you have kids, we don't have kids. We don't have kids. That's kind of what we were doing there for a little bit. Yeah. From our own experiences, for sure. Yeah, we recognized, you know, we could do something different. But And we're at a point, you know, um, where we're looking at like, oh, our finances and where we're at. We're saving. Like, we're not like in a bad, bad situation financially. We're doing okay. Out of debt. Yeah, we're out of debt. Um, we wanted that a years ago, got just worked really hard, took care of that. Yes, very hard. Got Made out. posters, did yep. all the things, listened to Dave Ramsey. Right, listened to Dave Ramsey, which really helped a lot. The snowball, the baby steps. And oh, the, yeah, all of it. What did, what did he call it? The Was it baby steps? Yeah, or? I think it's baby steps. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, mean, I don't remember what yeah. it was exactly. But that really did help us focus on like you got one debt paid off and you just rolled whatever you're paying in that one, rolled it into the next one. If it was two fifty, you paid that off, and you put the two fifty into the next debt, and you just kept roll snowballing, 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 and it like you, you paid your car off, got my student loans paid off, we had everything paid off, no debt. Yeah, right no now. debt, and we paid it off as fast as we could. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do. And so, yeah, and we're not getting younger, and so I, I loved the idea of when you're reading it, just making you focus on all of these really good experiences you could have at different decades in your life. And there's certain experiences that you should have in certain decades, oh, you yeah. know, uh, like a cruise. I could probably do, we could probably do that. Like in later our seventies. Yeah. Later 80s, on in life. Well, maybe, 80s, you know, but. we're on a cruise. But if we're talking about like hiking, skydiving, I mean, maybe some people could skydive in yeah, their 70s, I'm which they're probably done. It. But that, but depending on, you know, what you feel like would be getting the most out of that experience, at what age would that be? You know? How can you do it physically yes. at certain yeah. ages? Hiking Machu Picchu, which is like what we want to do. Yes. I probably better do that in this decade. Yes. You know, like I'm 42. We yeah, we better do it now. And it really just made me, like, we started making a list. Like, we made a poster, put our goals and our travel plans on there. And we're like, these are the places we want to go. And a lot of them are probably going to be done in this decade because they're a lot of, like, maybe little bike tours we want to do. And when we go to the UK or hiking certain mountains or whatever, like, Right, we have an idea, too, of just moving Mm -hmm. to a different city and experiencing that. And that probably does need to do like happen in this decade for sure. Now we've talked about this before another, in a couple or in the last podcast about me having a fear of loss. And this really made like really woke me up a little bit about like the money we have now, we should be spending it on experiences. And you have been better about that in that way of it's the experience. And I'm like, yeah, but how much is it? You know what I mean? Like how much is that? Or how much time, like how much time mm. is it going to take to, to go from here to here when we can make it a lot less time and we can get a lot more done in the time that we have. Right. Right. Instead of trying to like save money, but 
kind of like the idea of New York where we stayed in New Jersey and each bus trip, I think maybe took us 25, 30, 30 minutes, minutes, sometimes somewhere longer. In there. So it was like yeah. an hour of travel every day to get into the city and <laughs> come back when we could have, I mean, it, it was more expensive to stay in Manhattan, but we, we could have afforded it. Like, yeah, we could have. We, we could have afforded it. And a lot of it too is the fear of the unknown, right? My fear of loss is like, well, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. If we spend more money, like we got to like pinch and save it. And, and I think there's a balance of that too. You, you got to kind of balance it. He's not saying like you need to just full blown go out and just spend all that money on the experiences now, leave you yourself with nothing. Yeah. No. He talks about the grasshopper and the ant, the spendthrift and the, I don't know. And have fun. Yeah. Enjoy your life. You know, the ant was work, 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 work. And the grasshopper was like, you know, uh, what, what's the song he does? My life is something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um, oh, my brother would get upset that I haven't, <laughs> but I don't know. He used to sing that it? song all the time. But anyway, Which brother? uh, Nathan, oh, okay. Nathan, I was like, uh, it's going to come to me, the song, but anyway, but the grasshopper had a lot of fun. And then, and then when winter came, didn't have, he didn't have anything. He didn't have shelter, didn't have anything. And then the, all the ants that worked really hard, you know, they're, they're enjoying a feast and whatnot. And, you know, and then they come in. But he kind of twisted that a little bit to be like, you shouldn't be one or the other. No, you should You be. need to be both. Like, you need to be like, yes, make money, save, but spend. Right. Use that money. And he said that he has like an app or is it not, not an app, but his accountant. He says he has an accountant that tells him how much money he has been spending in certain areas. And if it's not enough, he's like, mm, got to change that. Right. I'm not spending anywhere near enough money in that area. And that could be like travel. It is a whatever. good problem to have though. He's, he's on the he upper, you know what I mean? That's kind of where we get a little millions of dollars. Yes. And he talks about when he plays poker and all the money that they, I mean, of course, in my head, I'm like, wow, that is a lot. But some people like, I mean, it's pocket change. You know, it's, it's a good problem to have, you know, spend, it, spend, spend. Right. And you and I, and we've, we've, since our relationship, we've kind of. We started with not very much, you know, and kind of worked up to to having more, you know. We had to kind of pinch pennies and make sure we were oh, paying yeah. attention to what we were spending. And, yeah. and then we've gotten to a place where, you know, it's it's easier for us to do things, travel, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not too late to start. Like, now is is early, you know, or now is the time. to do it. You don't think like, oh, well, it's too late at this point. It doesn't matter. He just says like, you just need to start thinking about it now. So we made our list. So we did, we made our list and we've got some places we'd like to go. Um, do you want to share where we'd like to go? Oh, so many places, New Zealand, UK, Costa Rica, Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I'm saying some. There's some places closer, like, you know, Georgia, Maine, Boston, Grand go to the Grand Canyon, Canyon yep. um, Switzerland, Paris, Paris France, Rome, Italy, yep. Iceland. Iceland was <laughs> one of them. And then one that was back in Utah, Mount Timonokas, which we lived there for five oh, years. And we never... And we stared at Mount Timonokas, but never took the hike to go up to it. So we're like, all right, that's it. We're... It was a small hike, but... Well, it's not a small hike. We went to the, we went to the cave. We the did cave. go to the Tipanogos Cave, which was really cool. Highly recommend that. So he has one of the roses using all the available tools to help you die with zero. So one of them was like a longevity thing. And he liked 
the, um, I think it was called Society of Actuaries, which they're the experts, you know, on life expectancy. So you can go to, he has in the book, longevityillustrator.org. So I went on there and put both of us on there. And we're pretty similar, like within three or four years of each other. Um, I'm like 90 to 93, 90 to 93. Uh, and I even went to another longevity one, which was called like blueprintincome.com or something. And you just put in basically like age, weight, life events, fitness, lifestyle, ask you questions like, do you smoke? Do you drink? You know? So, and then also doing, um, you know, one of the things is knowing what your current health is, getting some objective tests done, blood pressure, blood work, we did do our you blood know, work not yep, too long ago. And we'd like to do it again later <clears throat> this year because we're trying like a new little fasting regiment, which we're going to talk about in a future podcast down the road. Yes. Because we're doing that right now. Um, it's been an interesting journey, but some um, research on intermittent fasting. Uh, so we're trying to do better for our health now so we can continue to do stuff later. Yes. So that's one of the things he says to kind of check in to see where you're at right now. He, you know, talks about your like autopilot and having fear and those two being kind of an enemy of rational thinking. It's what stops people from doing stuff now, having experiences now. He was kind of talking about too, as if you're worried about what two to three people that you're going to move away from, it's like allowing them to choose where you're what you're doing and what experiences you have because you want to be near them. Is that what that was saying? Yeah, he, yep. So he was saying that a lot of people, if you have this opportunity for a job across the country, that's like $70,000 more a year, but you're like, well, I don't know. I, I really want to be close to my siblings or whatever. And he's thinking, well, if you're getting 70,000 more a year, like how, first of all, how often do you see these people? Right. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe I see them like six times a year or something. we take for granted yeah, what we, we take have for, in front of exactly. us. Exactly. I don't know if you have found, you know, I know I have. Um, when you're living, when we lived in Utah next to my siblings, I was surprised by how often we actually saw them. Yeah, it wasn't very And much. then it wasn't a, as much as you would think living there. And then now we live here. You know, mm-hmm. we, we go visit them, well, probably like once a year now that we live in Nebraska. But basically it's saying that... If you make 70000 extra, how many round-trip tickets could you buy to go see them? Oh, now so many more. Right. You could buy round-trip tickets to go see them. Plus, now you're in a new city with new experiences and meeting new people. Like, yeah. So there's things to think about. There's things like, what's stopping you? Look at your fears. Get out of autopilot, which is all we're in. It's so easy. It's comfortable. We were comfort is Comfort is easy. Comfort is so easy. Yeah, comfort it, is nice. We're, we're programmed for comfort yep. and to not be fearful of things, even though there's no tigers anymore. We're definitely programmed for comfort. Right. Exactly. So when the other thing he had was think of your life as distinct seasons. So what experiences belong in each decade? And we kind of talked about a little bit, like, I feel like the bulk of the stuff that we want to do is going to be done in the next 10 years. Like, I feel like I would want all those to be happening in those 10 years. And we're going to have so many more other plans, but those were our initial like travel is kind of what we have a big thing on is traveling. And I don't know if I want to fly a lot when I'm older. Like the last time we flew, it was not great, but we were also trying to save money and I was trying to like cheap 
You know what I mean? When we could have, oh, that was the other thing he mentioned is like, take a first class ticket, like fancy seat. So that wasn't him. Round trip. Wasn't it? No. It oh, was, somebody else was saying that. Okay. Yeah. But same I, idea though, like have that well, experience, it's, right? It's the, I, well, his idea was, and I'm, I can't remember, Steve Harvey, Oh, I think is who it was. It's like, take a first class trip, trip. And this is kind of more in the idea of getting yourself to make more money. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the oh, idea okay. of that. It's like, put yourself in a first class fight. And then see what it's like to feel, what it feels like to be in a first-class flight. And then the next time you have to go to fly, it's going to be in coach. And you're going to remember, you're going to be, you will remember walking past those first-class seats, Mm -hmm. what it felt like. So he's just kind of saying, get your mind programmed into how can you make more money, which is a little bit different than what we're kind of, not really. I mean, it's kind of in the same vein of what we're talking about here with, understanding dying with zero but it's it's the idea of what does it feel like to make more money where you can have more experiences and what do you need to do what mindset do you need to be in to 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 do that to make more money right um there's another thing too once um you're in the habit of working for money to live the thrill of making money exceeds the thrill of actually living so you got to remember that too like don't yeah, of course you want to make money to like live, but don't forget, like, you gotta don't forget why you're doing it Yeah, for the experiences. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why we were saving is like, well, we want to do all these things and we don't want to have nothing, Yeah, you know? And he's like, well, if you're worried about that, get an annuity, like, or, you know, right. get, get life insurance, get like something. If you're worried about those things and those things are stopping you from having experiences, then go purchase it, do it. And then an annuity is... Basically, it's protection if you live too long <laughs> yeah, and you run out of money. They do say that they, they write books on annuities, but the idea is is that people that purchase annuities put into a, like a big old pool of money. Every, yep. And some people will die sooner than they think. And some will live longer than they think. Yeah. But either way, you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed a certain amount of money for however much you put in. Right. Um, I don't know exactly how much it is for each amount. Yeah. But like if you put 50,000, what is that a month? I, I don't know. We don't know, know for about sure. That. But yeah. I looked at into that a little bit more, but I like the difference of like life insurance is to protect you if you die, if you don't live long enough mm-hmm. and annuities is if you live too long, if you live too long, <laughs> right. If you live too long, that kind of like helps with that. So one of the things he talks about is also to know when to stop growing your wealth. So he says that people who live to retirement age do not spend all the money before they die. A very high percentage of people do not spend all the money that they have, which is what he is saying, like, spend that now, like spend that into without, you know, balance it. Don't spend it all. But a lot of people don't use all that money because they get older. They do less things. They don't travel as much as they thought they were going to do. They spend less than what they think yep, they're going to spend. Exactly. Because yeah. they're not able to do as much. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that we want to do is like something we physically have to be able to do, you know? Yeah, and is. so y- you think about that, you're just like, yeah, that makes sense. We need to balance that out a little bit. Most of my money should be spent during this 35, 45, 50, whatever age, you know, that when should, you're more active, when you're able. more active and able and in good health, better health, I should say, you know, than when you get older. Um, and then you end up spending a little less 
Maybe you spend more on like cruises or you spend more, you know, you don't do train as much. Trips train trips. Yeah. That don't take up a lot yeah. of energy or, yeah, you, you know, just what you can do in your 70s. And, exactly. Exactly. So that was, I liked that, that thought of it too. The other one is take the biggest risks when you have little to lose. That would be in your 20s more so, they yep. say. So take bigger risks when you're younger and going back to that, you know, the moving, having two or three people decide where you live. You know, kind of think about that in a way. One of the things that I thought was interesting is about inheritance and about kids. We did a lot kind of, of mention it, but yeah. Well, a lot of people save for their kids for when they die. But if you think about it, if you die, say my parents, they died at, you know, 85 and their oldest kid is typically people's like 20 years younger, right? They usually start having kids when they're 20 or in their early 20s. So now that child, your oldest is now in their 60s, way past (laughs) the point where they could have used that money and had the most impact on their life. Right. So a lot of people don't think about that. They're like, oh, I'll just hang on to it. Like a down payment on a house. Yep, exactly. And so, and he says to, like we said, 25 to 35 is when you want to give your kids their inheritance or, or chunks of it bits of it during that time so they can use it to go travel. Like maybe one of your kids really wants to do a a road trip or something in Europe and you're like, okay, well you can have your inheritance and it's now, so you can spend that. Right. And he says that 25 to 35 is an age group where they're not, they're not too young to just willy nilly spend it all, but they're not too old to be able to make the most impact in their life. And so, so it makes sense. Like if we had kids, like I think about my parents, like I'm at least young enough when I got, you know, the inheritance that I'm able to do something with that now. Right. Some of my siblings are 20 years years older than me. Yeah. And so they're going to spend it on other things, but probably wouldn't have made such an impact on them unless they were younger, you know? Mm -hmm. And we also recognize the privilege to have generational wealth and even get an inheritance. It's a different way of thinking because in society, it's like, no, you retire. And then when they die, then the kids get the money. <laughs> you know, it's like, but yeah. we, we kind of, well, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. And we watched too. We watched people like get things like a trailer, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like a family member that got a trailer and then they couldn't use the trailer because they Mm -hmm. weren't physically able to do it anymore. So they got a trailer that sat in their backyard and I don't know if they used it and then they just had to sell it. And it's like people don't want to look and think about when they're going to die because they think it's morbid and it's easier to be on autopilot and not think about it. But you don't want to be on your deathbed. And be wishing and hoping that you could have done A, B, C, D. You know what I mean? EFG. Because as the quote that he uses often in lots of podcasts that he's in, it's from Downton Abbey from the butler Carson. He says, the business of life is the acquisition of memories. In the end, that's all there is. And it's memory dividends. Or like a life well lived. That continue to pay off as you get older. Because you can just relive it, relive it, relive it. And if you feel like you don't have enough, um, you don't have enough time, but you have money, use that money to create more time so you can have more experiences. So what if you spend so much time cleaning your house and you have money, hire someone to clean your house. (laughs) So that frees you up. 
Or right? your laundry. Take or your, your laundry. Yeah, take it to a place yeah. to clean it. If you're able and you've got the money and not enough time, then use that money to make more time. Yeah. The other experience he talked about is a hyperbaric chamber that he would drive like or go like four hours to. He looked at like the risk and reward of that. And he's just like, wow, I don't know if eight hours out of my day well, it <laughs> or took four him, hours. It took him forever to get there. Yeah, forever to get there. To add just three years onto his life. He's yeah. like, mm, no. You look at a lot of things that you do, um, like how much driving are you doing mm-hmm. for work? Oh, you know, two hours of driving. When, you know, could you move closer so you could have that extra hour and a half at home with your spouse or right. with your partner or kids or kids. Yeah. yeah. Or kids. So, so we like this book. Highly recommend it. Oh yeah. He's got lots of podcasts out there. You just, you know, type in Bill Perkins and he comes up on lots of different episodes for lots of different people. It's a way to live more purposeful and not, um, autopilot in autopilot. Yeah. Max fulfillment. Yeah. Of basically life experiences clear to the point where you have practically nothing at the end that you've given it to your kids. You're, you've given it to charity. You've given it to when it can make the most impact and not when they're, your kids are in their sixties. Right. <laughs> and really the biggest thing for us, like we said, is just looking at where we want to go and, and not just being so money pinching that we miss out on things. Yes. So that's what we, want to share with you is definitely read this book, listen to the podcast that he has out there. Cause it's really, really good. Kind of makes you rethink your life. It does. And what really matters are your memories and experiences and not the money that you have. Cause you can't take your money with you. Nope. Where you're going, wherever that is. <laughs> I suppose you could, but then there'd be like grave robbers or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> well, if you joking. had your money in gold and jewelry, like, <laughs> Back in the day, <laughs> not paper. I'm working for green paper <laughs> on a planet, <laughs> planet. circling a ball of gas, <laughs> hurling through space, hurling through outer space on a rock. Working for green paper. It's one of our favorite things to say. So, thank you for listening. If you like us so far, feel free to give us a five-star review. Like us, we'd, we'd love that. We'd so appreciate it. Yes, we'd so appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. He's like, it's almost five o'clock and I am hungry and I need attention. Put some little, there should be a little bit of food in the kitchen. Let's go. He's not going to eat that much. Okay, so no matter. I just said put a little, put a little bit in the pan. You're like, full cup. <laughs> I even I'm got just the trying to watch. up really close so they could hear. <laughs> uh...